Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davis. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into how to cope with traveling as a single parent with kids. With the summer holidays fast approaching, lots of us with kids are trying to decide how to spend the long school summer holidays. Now, when you're divorced or a single parent, it can be daunting to face the holidays with your kids on your own. Now, I recently had a client, Maggie, who's got two kids. They're pretty young. They are five and seven, and she's in the process of getting divorced and um, one of the things that's really playing on her mind and came up in our session is that they always been on holidays together as a family. And she was really worried that the kids would be disappointed because she really didn't feel confident enough to take them away on her own. Now, obviously, we're going through COVID times at the moment, which means there are huge restrictions on travel for the time being. But even traveling in the same country was making Maggie really, really nervous to the point where she didn't want to do it. So she was going to tell the kids that they weren't going to have a summer holiday and they were going to stay at home for the entire summer holiday. So during our coaching session, we started to break down really what were the issues for her with it. If we can pinpoint exactly where the anxiety lies, then we may be able to do something about it. We identified that her main fears were what other people would think of her being there without a man to help her, how she would deal with the embarrassment of mealtimes alone with the kids in a restaurant, and she was really worried about the travelling part. Now, obviously, if she was going abroad, flying with the kids was a big issue for her, and she had been planning to go abroad this summer. So she's really hoping that these COVID restrictions get lifted soon. But if the COVID restrictions weren't lifted, she was thinking maybe they could do a staycation. So travel to a nice place in the UK where she is, uh, maybe by a beach, something like that. So the kids had lots to do. But she was just worried about going on her own. Again, the stigma, packing on her own organizing the transport and managing the kids in the car or on the train or however they were going to travel she just thought it would be all too much and too stressful for her now I know that it can be really overwhelming during a breakup or divorce to even consider doing these things alone so the reaction that Maggie was having was totally normal so if you're listening to this thinking oh my goodness I know how she feels I know how she feels then don't worry, it is totally normal. Of course, you're used to doing it with your partner by your side and now things have changed. And if you want to travel, if you want to have those magic moments with your kids on a holiday, then you've got to do it on your own right now. How do you go about it? Well, just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean you can't do it, does it? You may even find that you really, really enjoy it. 
And there are ways of doing it. So you don't have to be on your own too, of course. The thing is, divorce shouldn't mean that you miss out on all the good things in life. And actually, it is a really good life lesson for your kids to show them that life still goes on, even when the wheels fall off, even when you're going through a tough situation, life still goes on and you can still carry on with your chin up and best foot forward. And it's a great life lesson for the kids to learn. I remember the first time that I traveled with my son on my own. Now he was only three years old. And I soon realized that the key to traveling as a single parent with kids is to prepare. So I wanted to give you some tips, my tips I've learned through experience of how to travel as a single parent. Well, first of all, do your research on your holiday destination. So make sure that you choose somewhere that's child friendly with lots for kids to do. OK, it, the worst thing would be if you're there and there's nothing for them to do. OK, so we've got to plan so that they will be occupied. Obviously, avoid honeymoon destinations and romantic getaways. If there is a kids club, that can be really helpful, as you know that there'll be other kids around and plenty for them to do. Now, if you're worried about the traveling, then pick somewhere that's easy to get to. Maybe choose somewhere that's only a short drive away. So you can have a, like a practice run, maybe. So maybe you choose an Airbnb that's only an hour away, which means you still got to pack and get the kids in the car and off you go. But, you know, it's only a short journey and you can do that. You can tick that off your list and build your confidence. You know, if you are worried about flying with the kids and so maybe just choose a short haul flight, like a really short one that's maybe an hour, an hour and a half to see how you cope before you try some of those longer, long haul destinations. Take your time. I think this is really important. Take your time and ask friends and maybe a travel agent for recommendations, because it's really important that you pick the right hotel, because getting the right hotel or resort will make all the difference. And it's a good idea to check the meal prices and any extras at the hotels just to make sure that they fit your budget. Sometimes you can turn up thinking things are included and they're not, or just the extras or the restaurant or the cafe. It's just so much more expensive than you're anticipating. So it's a good idea to do all your research in advance. Now, I always find that packing toys and books and games and maybe a pack of cards, having them in your hand luggage if you're traveling, it's going to be really important, especially if you're going on a plane trip, because what are the kids going to do on the plane? You've got to keep them occupied. And also snacks are super important, obviously. Uh, kids are always going to be hungry. And it can be tricky on a flight if you're traveling with a kid who's a fussy eater, because airplane food doesn't tend to be the nicest, does it? So having a supply of snacks that are going to keep them happy during that flight is going to be key especially a long-haul flight now I'm lucky enough to have traveled a lot with my son both for work and for pleasure so I've learned how to make it as smooth as possible for both of us but to be honest I didn't start off with long-haul trips first I started off with some shorter haul trips now in the UK we have center parks which is like a holiday village I guess so I started off there and I went with friends so I knew another single mum and her son, who was roughly the same age as my son. Perfect. So the kids would have each other to play with. And I would have someone to sit and chat to while they were, while they were playing or at dinner. 
And also it takes a bit of pressure off if there's another adult there with you, especially if you're nervous. But those short trips then built up to longer, more far away places. And we've even been to the Maldives and Australia, which involves three different flights and can take almost 24 hours to get there. But I promise you, it is not scary if you're planning ahead. Now, the thing is, it's really important if you're single, you don't miss out on doing the things you really want to do just because you might be scared of something. Because I promise you, once you face that and you step up and you do it, you realize that there are so many magic moments from doing that on your own and that you can do it and that you're stronger than you thought and you can juggle carrying the baby off the plane with the bags and the pram and everything else. You know, you can manage all those things because once you've done it once, you think, okay, well, there's some bits that are a little bit tricky, like the getting off the plane, especially if it's at Gatwick. It's a long walk. And for some reason, unbeknownst to me, they don't give you your pram back. They didn't when I was flying until you get back to the luggage carousel, which is about a 20 minute walk. Now, when you've got a small child and you've got all their toys and the bag of snacks and then you've got your hand luggage, it's a lot to carry and to manage, especially if you land in the middle of the night or it's early morning or after a long flight. So I've been there and I've found ways to manage that. And you do, you learn from traveling. But don't be afraid. There's always someone that will help you. There's always a way around these things. So don't worry. The thing is, we don't want you to miss out on things out of fear. Okay, that's the last thing we want. And actually building that self-reliance muscle is really important. Now, some of you may know that the Maldives is a pretty romantic place to go. And it is. It really is. It is a honeymoon destination and filled with couples. But I knew this, and I'm actually a massive fan of scuba diving. I've been scuba diving for many, many years, done hundreds and hundreds of dives, and it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. And the Maldives is one of the best places on the planet that I've found to dive. So for me, it was more about going away to experience the diving. So I didn't want to miss out on these trips just because my son was young and I was a single parent. So I decided to be brave and take a flight out to the Maldives with my son. Now, at this point, he was about seven, I think, for the first trip. Because we've done it many times since. And I was nervous, absolutely nervous. But I did the same thing. I found a resort that was kid-friendly with a kid's club, which I checked out. And it was very well run and had all the accreditations that were necessary. And I also made sure that there was lots to do. So if I went on a boat, that my son could come with me on the boat and that he would be well looked after if I was diving. So I made sure all the things were there to look after him. Okay, it's really, really important that you do this research because the last thing you want is to go all the way out there and find out that things aren't quite as you want them to be. So careful planning can really save a meltdown from your kids and yourself and make your life a lot, lot easier. However, there are some things to be aware of that you just can't plan for. And I think pretty much every time we've arrived at a hotel, no matter where we are in the world, there has been some surprise that we are traveling on our own. So comments ranging from, oh, where's daddy? From the reception staff, um, or the porter saying to me, 
oh, well, you've got two room keys, but one is usually for you and one for the man. And then an awkward silence. <laughs> and my favourite one, which my son and I laugh at now, is when we go to eat and we get down to the restaurant, the lady showing us to our table looks at us and says, table for three. And we're like, no, just the two. And then you can see her face go, oh, okay. I don't know why this still happens. I think it's quite normal for single parents to travel with their kids. But you are going to encounter some of these comments. Now, they're not meant to upset you or offend you. But even so, it can knock you off guard. Okay, but it's important to remember these moments that your kids will take their lead from how you react. And that will set the tone. And I've also found that a smile will deflect any awkwardness and the moment will pass pretty quickly. A deep breath sometimes is all it takes. Also, just changing the subject, moving the conversation onto the weather or which table your child would like to sit at. You really will be amazed at how good you get at not reacting to these comments, which can sting at the beginning. You know, it can hurt your feelings and it can knock you off guard. Now, one of the things that Maggie was really worried about was that everyone would be looking at her at the dinner table. So in the restaurant when she was there having dinner with her kids, she was right that people would be looking at her and commenting on the fact that she was on her own. But actually, what I found is that people are so wrapped up with their own worlds on their own holidays and managing their own dramas going on that they don't notice. And actually, the only comments that I've ever had. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, And you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. But actually what I found is that people are so wrapped up with their own worlds on their own holidays and managing their own dramas going on that they don't notice. And actually the only comments that I've ever had is when a lady came up to me when I was on holiday in Barbados with my son and he was playing in a little paddling pool and I was sitting on the edge and she came over to me well she kind of stormed over actually she was quite angry looking and I was a bit nervous and she sort of stormed over to me and said can I ask you a question and I said uh yeah sure and she said, are you here on your own, just with your little son there, the, the boy there in the paddling pool? And I looked at her and I said, um, yes, yes, I am. And she looked at me and I thought, what is she going to say next? It was one of those moments it could have gone either way. 
And she said, oh, gosh, she says, I am so jealous. I'm here with my husband who is annoying me and my three kids who won't stop arguing and one of them's ill and they're just doing my head in. It's not a holiday. And I'm looking over here at you and your son playing and having a lovely relaxing time. And I'm thinking, that looks idyllic. And then suddenly you hear this, what are you doing? Coming from the other side of the pool. And she looked over, she said, see, that's my husband. And she just did this huge sigh and then turned around and walked off. And she didn't speak to me again, but she come all the way around the pool to ask me this and then gone all the way back, which I thought was funny because in my head, I was worried that people were looking at me. It was one of the first trips we'd done. He was only little at the time. So I was still getting used to that idea. But when I realized that people weren't looking at me with pity, were actually looking at me thinking, gosh, I wish that was me. It really shifted how I felt. So it's important to be aware when you're looking around the pool or when you're on holiday and you're seeing other people together, that maybe it isn't always as happy as it may appear and that the grass isn't always greener and that you can find a silver lining if you look for it. You know, for me, it's spending quality time with my son without the pressures of everyday life and in a new, exciting surrounding where we're having adventures and sharing magic moments that we're never going to forget. We still look back on photographs that we've got from many, many years ago and holidays and trips and laugh and giggle at what we were doing and what we saw. You know, lots of magic moments happen on holidays where you've got that quality time uninterrupted. And the fact that you don't have other people around you means you can really focus on your children and play with them and enjoy being with them and just make that experience super magical for all of you. From my experience, I know that there are certain things you can do just to make traveling a little bit easier for you, as well as the planning and the research that we've already talked about. Things like finding out what the dress code is in the restaurants for the hotel you're going to and sticking to it so that you blend in rather than stand out. You know, take a book to dinner. That's a great one. You know, taking a book to dinner means that if your child gets up and runs off, like my son quite often would do when he was little, then you're not sat on your own feeling like you're no mates, but you're sat there with a book. So you're doing something. Okay. It helps to distract your attention. I guess you could take your phone if you wanted to, too, but just have something that will occupy you if your child isn't with you. Maybe they've made a friend and they go off and play somewhere. Maybe you just don't want to sit there feeling awkward. Maybe they've, they're on their iPad and, ah, oh my goodness, iPads. Probably some of you are going, iPads at the table. Listen, I know that lots of people frown upon kids having iPads at the table. But as a single parent who has done a lot of traveling, sitting down at the dinner table should be a relaxing time. Okay, now I've done many a dinner with my son with no iPads, no phones, and we go in there and I've got lots of memories. He likes a buffet restaurant, so we'd usually go to the buffet area and we'd sit there and he would be up straight out of the seat, just as I was ordering a glass of wine, and he'd be off filling his plate with all sorts of amazing food. And then he'd come back and he'd eat it just at the same lightning speed. <laughs> By this point, my glass of wine was just arriving and I was just getting up to get my first course. By the time I sit back down at the table, my son has finished and he's saying, can I get dessert now? Can I get pudding? So I'm sure, go for it, go and choose something. So then he'd run off and I'd 
start my first course and start sipping my wine. And he'd be back with his dessert and wolf it down within seconds. And then he'd look at me and go, can we go now? <laughs> Does that resonate with you? Is it just me? I mean, oh, my goodness. And then I'm there going, oh, my goodness, it's been a lovely day. But we've been playing, we've been swimming, we've been building sandcastles, we've been doing all these things or walking or biking or whatever we've been doing. I just want to relax. You know, even if it was Centre Park or I cooked a meal, he'd be done. Can we put the TV on? Can we do this? Can we go out for a walk? Can we take the bikes? So much energy as kids do. And I'm there thinking, I just want to relax. I just want half an hour to have a glass of wine, enjoy my food, and relax. So in my book, in those situations, an iPad or a phone or something to occupy them is a really good way forward. And obviously, if they're young kids, you might be able to get toys and games and puzzles and cards. But maybe you're all played out by that point. So give yourselves a break, okay? Don't worry too much about what you should be doing and the rules and the rules that maybe you stick to at home. You know, you're on holiday. I always set the rules with my son before we go anywhere on a holiday. I always say, look, it's just me and you. So please, you're going to have to be good for me because it's just me and you. And I want to have a holiday too. And I want you to have a great time. So let's set some rules. So if I ask you to do something, please, will you do it? And I get him to agree some boundaries and some rules up front, just so that we're clear before we go anywhere. Now, we're going on this amazing holiday, but it's going to work better if we agree that, you know, for example, over dinner, mummy's allowed to have a glass of wine and that might take 15, 20 minutes over dinner. But he will occupy himself for those 15, 20 minutes because that's something we've agreed in advance. Now, sometimes kids, uh, you know, all sorts of things come up. So it's not always possible. But, you know, you know your kids better than anyone. So defining the boundaries before you get there. So that the rules are clear, because it's difficult for kids if you're going to change the rules once you're there. So set the rules, get their agreement, and then off you go. And then it's easier to maintain them. So that's a good little tip, too, that I found really works, having that conversation that, look, it's just me and you. So let's agree to make this go as easy as possible. So let's put these things in place. Now, what I found with my son is if we go away, he often wants somebody to play with. So finding him a friend becomes a bit of a mission, usually for the first day or two that we're at the hotel or resort we've gone to. Now, how do you find a friend? Well, that can be tricky, especially if the shopping list is quite long, as it can be for my son at times. But it does really make a difference if your child has someone to play with, because, again, it gives them the variety of time away with somebody else. Now, they can be playing in front of you. Maybe they'll take a pedalo out with them, whatever it is age appropriate. For them to do but it does make a difference if they've got a little buddy to play with so looking out for kids who are also on their own if you're a single parent with one kid or maybe other kids who are friendlier that would love to play with somebody else looking at similar ages similar interests as you can notice on the beach or as you're walking around you know quite often at center parks if you're in the swimming pool there's lots of kids doing similar things and it's quite easy they get chatting and that makes it's easy for the kids to do themselves. Whereas when you're on holiday on a beach, sometimes it takes you to step up a little bit. You may want to help them make friends because it takes the pressure off you to entertain them. So that can be a good idea. 
but also it's good fun for them too to have a little buddy to play with. So when my son sees someone he'd like to make friends with, I usually help him a little bit by starting up a conversation and then maybe leaving him to it. Uh, it helps if it's in the pool or in the playground, so they have something to do together. And I'll usually have a chat with the parents to make sure that they're okay with it. Parents, in my experience, are often very grateful that their kids have made a new friend and are happily occupied. And to be fair, my son and I have made some lifelong friends from other families we've met on holiday. Not always single parents either. A lot of them were married with kids and we've just made friends with them and hung out with them at dinners and things. But you don't have to do that. And sometimes it's nice just to have your own space. And also be careful you're not imposing yourself on somebody else's holiday. One of the things that Maggie had said in our coaching session was she was worried about rules on holiday. Now, I've already discussed a little bit about setting some boundaries and some basic rules for your kids when you're away. But please don't worry if you break your usual routines. It's a holiday, right? So it's okay to have a later bedtime or maybe more screen time or whatever it is that you're worried about. Just relax, okay? This is a holiday. Get back to normal when you get back. But it's good to have a change, okay? I think it is important, as I said, to set some boundaries before you travel. Like, for example, asking your kids to stay where you can see them at all times. So whilst my tips and advice will make holidays easier for you, I'm not saying that you won't ever feel that pang of sadness at times when you think back to previous family holidays you might have had together with your ex. And when you see other people having their holidays together as a family. However, as I said before, the grass isn't always greener and you can always find that silver lining and that's training your brain to find the good again. So for me, focusing on those quality times with my son without the pressures of everyday life. You know, what would a holiday mean for you? What would the beauty of it be? Maybe it would be escaping from work. Maybe it would be hopefully getting some sunshine. Maybe it would be having an adventure and creating some really fun and magic moments with your kids. It doesn't really matter whether it's camping somewhere in the UK or sandy beaches in the Maldives. You just can't beat that time away, just you and your kids. So please, please don't let fear or a lack of confidence put you off taking your children on holiday. They grow up so quickly. So don't miss out on creating memories that you can cherish for a lifetime. Now, Maggie is feeling a lot more confident with these tips in her tool belt. And she is planning to go away. And she's actually hoping to get abroad in a couple of months time, all being well with the pandemic. So fingers crossed that goes well for her. But please don't let anything hold you back. Just because you're going through a divorce or a breakup doesn't mean you have to miss out on the other fun things in life. It may mean stepping up. It may mean digging deep. But I promise you, that will increase your confidence and give you such a boost. It'll really set you on that path to feeling happy again. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. 
The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sarah's free gift. Thank you, and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.